Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. Yeah, I mean, the last big snowfall, in my, at my house, I had about six feet of snow. So, quite how do, you, how do you get out the front door? You don't. I was actually blocked into my house, and I had to open up the window, the top window of the screen door and put a chair there and climb out the window so that I could get out there and by hand shovel some of the snow because my shovel was in the garage. So didn't you ask Phil to drop what he was doing and come and rescue his mother? The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. I imagine everyone in Buffalo every few years is in that situation. Yes. But it just sounds awful. <laughs> I'd keep the shovel a little closer. Yeah. <laughs> Phil's mom, don't put the shovel in the garage. No, keep it handy. Because when winter blows by, it blows by hard <laughs> in Buffalo. Pat Forty joins us. Uh, we open the show this way. Pat Forty is the one guy who we think is supposed to know what he's doing in this. Because his job is to cover college sports. Uh, you know, because I just want his... The new plan is for his daughter, Brooke, to teach yes. me, Bootsy the Hammer, and the Captain how to swim. And I write a book about it. So, But she's in Peru. When she gets back from Peru... We have to do this. Are you ready to go it, on, on, what is it? I believe Pat's the defending champion. Is that right? Pat, did you win last year? I think I win every year, don't I? Okay. Yeah, that's my <laughs> recollection. <laughs> well, here we go. We're going to start in the Midwest. We're going to start in the Houston bracket with the first round. Any upsets? Yes. Uh, give me Drake over Miami. Love the Drake, as they would say on Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, Actually, that, that's the only upset. I was was tempted by Pittsburgh over Iowa State, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Iowa State there. Okay. Um, so you're going to not take Penn State over A&M? No. I, I think A&M is criminally underseated as a seven. I think they should be more like a four or five. They're a good team. You realize that Phil's mom took Drake and basically all the way out the line is Drake. So you're with Phil's mom on this, just so you know. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, just so you know. <clears throat> I, too, by the way, don't think Miami is very good. And that's, I just don't. Okay. Uh, south of that in the West, south of that on my piece of paper, the Kansas region. Any upsets? I'm pretty chalky there. Uh, I'm looking. I actually think uh, I, I've got, no, I, I think I'm straight chalk uh, in, in, the, in the West in the first round. Are you one of those people that likes UConn a lot? Mm, no, I don't love them. You know, I, I mean, like that, I think that's one of the weakest parts of the whole bracket. I'm looking at like a UConn St. Mary's game. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think it sets up well for UConn there. But I, if, if Iona <laughs> were a little bit better, I would take NCAA tournament warlock Rick Patino right there. But I'm not feeling it. All right. We move to the South region, the Alabama region. Go ahead. Any upsets? I've got West Virginia over Maryland. Uh, just. Played in a tougher conference. Both those teams are fairly indistinguishable. Uh, I have Charleston over San Diego State. I think Charleston's dangerous, and boy, they're wild. I mean, they play like a thousand guys, and they've all got crazy stories. They're from all over the globe and all over the, every level of college basketball. They'll be an interesting story if they make a run. So I've got those two upsets. Everything else is chalk after that. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. And the Purdue region. I mean, I, to yeah. me, now this is a personal prejudice. Every single time I've watched Purdue this year, they've lost. So I think they're going out early because I never, I didn't see them win. Any, I saw them lose like four times. All right, go ahead. What do you got? Uh, I've got Louisiana over Tennessee. I think Tennessee is just playing terribly at this point. Uh, point guard Zakai Ziegler being out with an injury just really hampers everything they do. And they weren't very good offensively with him. So I think that's, they're ripe for an upset. Um, so you do not have Florida Atlantic, as a lot of people do, because they won 31 games. And you've got Kentucky, your local team, and you've got Kansas State. That's a very attractive game, Kentucky and Kansas State. And you've got Michigan State. Okay. So now yeah, we're going to go I, back and get people into the Final Four. We'll go back to the Midwest. Houston, Iowa. Uh, I've got Houston there. I, you know, I, I, We'll see how Marcus Sasser is. And I'm going to be in Birmingham and get a look at him today at their open workout. But, okay. Uh, I think they, they, they advance there. Okay, Drake, Indiana. Indiana, uh, but it should be a good game. That, that, that'll be a good one to watch. Iowa State, Xavier. Xavier. Okay, Xavier. And A&M, Texas. That's a, a game that everybody in the state cares about, 
And if either of those got to the final against Houston, they would care about that too. What do you got? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's a juicy uh, second-round game there. I got Texas in Donnie Brook. Okay. Houston, Indiana. I've got Indiana. Really? Uh, Goodbye, Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Trace Jackson Davis, heck of a player. And Jalen Hood, Shafino, the point guard, also really, really talented for Indiana. Xavier, Texas. Got Texas. Um, I would like to knock out Xavier a little bit earlier, but I think they got a pretty easy draw. So I've got Texas uh, and Indiana. And to the final four, Indiana, Texas. Hook them. I got the the Longhorns. Okay. Um, I don't know if this guy is signed. I don't know if the interim coach is signed for like a year or two or three or whatever happened. But if he's not, there's going to be a bidding war for this young man because he held that team together right in a terrible circumstance. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done fantastic work, and so far they haven't made any indication. I think you know that Texas being Texas, they feel like they should have John Wooden there. Yeah, uh, yeah. but Rodney Terry's done a great job. He's an interesting guy. He's actually he's fifty five years old. He was coach at Fresno for seven years and UTEP for three, and then just went to be an assistant. He's basically from austin uh and as just uh to inherited a mess and has, has done a great job, great job. keeping them uh, on, on task great job kansas arkansas in the west yeah kansas there arkansas super talented but just crazy so kansas okay. a little more stable st mary's yukon yukon and again that's one where i i think yukon's got to draw kind of like xavier where they're almost uh, guaranteed to get into that sweet 16 tcu gonzaga Gonzaga, uh, that'll be a fun one. That one could be like 90 to 80. Okay. And Wilbon against UCLA. Sorry, Wilbon. Yeah. UCLA. <laughs> UCLA. Wilbon got mad at me the other day when I said how great it was that Arizona beat UCLA to, to shut up Mick Cronin about how comical it was that Arizona was rated ahead of them. Wilbon got mad at me. I guess he's a Nick Cronin fan. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he liked his suits. That's what his, his rationale was. He wears nice suits. Yes. Uh, Kansas, UConn. Uh, Kansas, I think, there. Okay. Gonzaga, UCLA. Good game. Real good game. Maybe the best Sweet 16 game. I'll take Gonzaga in a close one. Okay. So now you have two blue blood teams with histories of doing very well. Gonzaga hasn't won, but they've gotten to the Final Four a few times. Kansas just won last year. Kansas, Gonzaga for the, for the Final Four. Yeah, excellent game. Uh, it's funny. I, I think those are the two coaches that have won the most NCAA tournament games in the last five years against each other. Uh, but I'm going to take Kansas there. Super, super solid team. Okie dokie. Um, Alabama, West Virginia. Uh, Alabama. They're just they're, They are a, a juggernaut at this point, baggage uh, aside. Charleston, UVA. I've got Charleston. Uh, I think yeah, I was tempted to take Furman even against Virginia, but again, I, I like this Charleston team, and I think they'll create some havoc. Creighton Baylor, Baylor, and Missouri Arizona. Yeah, I got Arizona there. Okay, Alabama Charleston. I think you have Alabama. I do. And Baylor Arizona. I've got Arizona. Another should be really good game to get to the Final Four. Alabama Arizona. Boy, if anybody's going to beat Alabama, Arizona matches up well from a size standpoint because I really think underrated aspect of Alabama is their athletic size and their ability to defend inside. But I just I don't know whether Arizona quite has the grind in them for that one. So give me Alabama. I will say this, and I've said this on television. If they advance, the more they advance, the more they go under scrutiny as a national story, and the more the coach has to protect them, and the more the players are shielded, the more it will get them off their game, you will say, oh, well, it'll, it'll give them purpose and, and make them coalesce, maybe, but it also may give them some sleepless nights. I think, they're in, I think they're in not a world of hurt, but I don't know that they know what's coming. Do you know what? Maybe I'm wrong, Pat. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think, I think the, the wattage around that story has been really hot. I mean, I've written like six columns about it in yeah. the last three weeks, four weeks, but it's going to keep going up. It's, That's what I think. To your point, every That's... game they win, they become a bigger story, and it becomes more voices weighing in and more questions being asked, and they haven't handled the questions very well. No, no. Brandon Miller will become like Patrick Ewing. He will not be allowed to speak. That's what will happen, and that may get him off his game. We'll see. Okay, Purdue-Memphis. I'm going to take Memphis. Boom. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure they handle Zach Eady well, but boy, they're talented. They also have the Stetson Bennett of college basketball, DeAndre Williams, 26 years old <laughs> right. on that team. Stetson Bennett will be older than every single guy on the team that drafts. Uh, Duke, Louisiana. Duke rolls easy. Okay. Your school, Kentucky, Kansas State. Yeah, Kansas State, uh, but that's like the draw sets up well for Kentucky. I just don't think they're good enough or consistent enough. So give me K State there. And Michigan State, Marquette. Marquette, but that's one board. Beware Izzo. Yeah. But I'm going with Marquette. He is a great March coach. Memphis, Duke. Duke. And Kansas State, Marquette. Uh, Marquette. Everybody we talk to has this. Has this game. And I say all the time, Duke's going to be angry because they fired Wojo. But everybody <laughs> says, you're an idiot. Shut up. Don't, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Duke Marquette. Whether they're angry or not about Wojo, Duke is better and Duke is going to win. Okay. Duke, Alabama. I've got Alabama, but that's another one where Duke has the personnel to match up with them. It would be great if Shire... In his first year, like Hubert Davis last year, in his first year, either won this thing or got to the final. Final four is good enough, but it would really be great. Texas, Kansas. Texas, Kansas is a Big 12 throwdown. Give me Kansas. Even though Texas has crushed them a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, this, this is a different level, and Bill Self's a different level kind of coach. Okay, and Kansas, Alabama in the finals. Alabama. And at the post-game celebratory conference, Brandon Miller curses everybody and says, I'm going to the NBA right now. Leave me alone, which is exactly what's going to happen. (laughs) All right, plug your podcast for us. Okay, College Football Inquirer, where we're talking a lot of college basketball these days. Uh, Yahoo Sports, but also platformed on Apple, Spotify, and all other places. So when you're not listening to Tony's podcast, listen to ours. Absolutely. Thank you, Pat. My pleasure. Thank you. Enjoy Pat, the tournament. Yep. Pat Forty, boys and girls. We will take a break. Is it Barry's Verluga when we return? Barry's Verluga. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews or coverage of all the biggest stories in the nba our new show is the place to be five days a week download and follow beyond the arc on apple podcasts spotify and wherever you get your favorite podcasts you're listening to the tony kornheiser show michael granberry writes my good friend the late jimmy lafave introduced me to the music of jamie harris who turned 30 during the pandemic and who continues to produce evidence that austin texas remains a major musical center long after Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, and Jerry Jeff Walker put it on the map in the 1970s. As Jamie's bio notes, the pandemic left her gazing into the past, ruminating on the nature of her small hometown not far from Waco, and reckoning with what she calls its lasting imprint. Her new album, her second, is Boomerang Town, which moves lyrically from sorrow to joy, from loss to anger to hope and redemption en route to her own emotional truth. Wow. Wow. Listen to her. Yeah, she's all right. Tony, shut up. <laughs> Listen to Jamie Harris. Well, that's really good. Michael Granberry knows what he's doing. This is called Love Is Gonna Come Again. We'll play another Jamie Harris song later in the show, and you can listen at the end of the show without me babbling. But she plays in Barry's Verluga, who's ready to go. And much like Pat Forty, Barry's Verluga is a professional sports writer. Now, Pat is a professional sports writer who covers college sports. So the bar is highest for Pat. But right under that bar, and way ahead, to be honest, of other people, like Carville, for example. <laughs> way ahead of Carville is Barry Zerluga. You ready to go? I'm, I'm ready, but I'm, I'm not putting my bracket up against 40. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying he's at a higher level than you, but you're at for the sure. next. With the people that do this for us, you're at the next level. You think Garcia knows what you know? Because he doesn't. <laughs> Here we go. In the Midwest, on the top right, any upsets at all in the first round? I mean, if Auburn playing in Birmingham as a nine over Iowa is yeah. an upset, I, I yes. guess I, I have that. I have Kent State over Indiana because my guiding principle is that the Big Ten is very, very blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, – that would be it in terms of upsets there. 
Okay, so you will not take the play-in winner of Mississippi-Pittsburgh you know, over Iowa I, State. I, because I did it before that was taken, I just went with Iowa State, um, but I, I, I wouldn't question anybody who took the play-in winner. Okay, let's move to the West, the Kansas region. Anything at all in the first round? Uh, let's see. I have, you know, I don't have one thing that a lot of people I think will have is VCO, VCU over St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going against the popular mm-hmm. 12-5 there. I have, um, geez, do I not have, oh, I have Boise State, the 10 over, over. Goodbye, Wilbon, as Wilbon yeah, makes. I did that just to fight <laughs> early exit. Purple wearing journalists who openly root for their alma mater from press row. There are so many of them, too. There are oh, so amazing. many of them. It started with Bob Fasche in the 1970s, and it's a plague. It's a plague. If I, a professional sports writer, rooted for my alma mater in a way that those professional sports writers root for their alma mater, I would be heckled out of the arena and off press row, but they, they're, they're allowed to do it. Well, so. your alma mater wins. You <laughs> <laughs> have the benefit of being an actual college basketball program. That's so. right. Theirs does not. Okay, in the South, the Alabama region, what do you got? Any? Uh, I have Charleston over San Diego State. Um, I have... Uh, Utah State, the 10 over the 7, Missouri. Um, and I think a, a, a couple of popular upset picks there would probably – West Virginia over Maryland people would take. I'm going to take Maryland just because I'm going to be at that game and it's better for me if Maryland wins a, a round and plays Bama in the next round. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with that. Okay. Uh, okay. So I'm going to fill this out because I do it by hand. I'm the last remaining do-it-by-hand person in the world. And in the Purdue region, where, as I've said many times on this show, every time I've watched Purdue, they've lost, so I'm not getting them to the Final Four. Um, who do you have as an, as an upset in the first round? only first round upset in that whole re- region, I have a, a, an 11 Providence over, over Kentucky, and, and that's a little bit of – I have a little fascination with Ed Cooley, the Providence coach, um, right now, because he, he may very well be the best next coach at Georgetown. So I, I'm just – and this is such a bad year for Kentucky. I'll, I'll go from that. I have a friend who um, who will be, remain nameless on this show, but who plays golf with me together a lot. And his wife went to Providence, and they know Ed Cooley, and they know that Ed Cooley's daughter goes to Georgetown. And they have b- both said that, that Ed Cooley really likes Providence. He really likes it. So they have poo-pooed the idea that he could be the next Georgetown coach. But, okay. but he'd be very good. He's good. He's very good. He's a good coach, and yep. it would be a good hire. I mean, we could have a three-hour discussion about whether the Georgetown job is actually good anymore. But It's, but it's no good another. now. It's a, it's a Patriot League, bottom Patriot League job right now. But we'll see what happens. Okay, and then we'll start taking people out to the Final Four. Houston-Auburn. Uh, I have Houston, even though I don't believe in them um, totally. But the, I do have Houston advancing in Birmingham against Auburn. Miami-Kent State. Miami. I do believe in Miami. Iowa State, Xavier. Xavier. Chalk, chalk. Okay. And A&M, Texas in what will be a great game. That's, that's a great game, and I do like Buzz Williams as a coach. I am taking Texas. I, you know, you, recency bias, um, they ran through the Big 12 tournament. I'll, yeah. I'll go with Texas. All right. Kansas, Arkansas. Kansas. And underneath that, St. Mary's, UConn. Uh, UConn, I'm a huge Danny Hurley fan. Here we go. We're getting a Big East prejudice here. If you look at this closely, people, TCU Gonzaga. Uh, I have TCU. Um, I like Jamie Dixon, their coach. I am a big believer in the Zags going out earlier than they should. They're not the number one seed that they have been in the past, but I'll, I'll take the sixth seed TCU. And Wilbon against UCLA. Oh, I'm sorry, Boise no, State I don't against have Wilbon, right yeah. Boise State against UCLA. Uh, I have UCLA easily. Okay. Kansas-UConn. Um, my line here is blank because I uh, was wrestling with this so much. I, I, I'm going to take the fighting Danny Hurleys over, over the table. Wow. Wow. That would, be, that would truly be, be a major upset. That'd be big. That's a major upset. Well, I didn't think – I mean, Kansas as a one seed, you know, I really, I really thought that UCLA was, was um, – going to be the one seed, and Kansas surprised me, uh, surprised me there. So, well, considering well, they both lost in their finals, I was a little right. surprised at that, too. Because you didn't have to put Kansas in there. You could have put Texas up there if you wanted sure. to. You could have done that. Okay, uh, TCU-UCLA. Uh, I have UCLA. And it's getting the to the Final Four between two U's, UConn and UCLA, who you got? I have UCLA. 
Okay, that's that's Mick Cronin's going to run his yap. <laughs> I forgot to take you out to the Final Four in the Midwest, so I'll go back up there. Houston, Miami. I have Miami, and that's that's in part because um, I believe in Miami and I like Jim Laranega, um, but it's also a little bit of a hedge against Houston as a one seed. For just from that, con- I know they're great and they, they've got an experienced coach and all that, but just from that conference, I, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce them. Jim Laranaga, just so yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's the deal there? He, he was at George Mason. He was Jim Laranaga for years, and he goes to Miami. Yeah. Um, and Jim he's got to put the over there. Yeah, it's fantastic. He was at, you know, growing up in, in the Bronx, he didn't have that either, just so people know. <laughs> um, and when he was an assistant at UVA, he didn't have that. But he has right. it now. It's okay. I like him. Xavier, Texas. Uh, I have Texas. And Texas, Miami. I'm taking Miami all the way to the Final Four. Okay, That's a little ACC bias. I think the ACC was unnecessarily kind of put down, both by the committee and all year. Um, so I'll, I'll take an ACC team to the, to the Final Four. It needs to be explained to me, and I say this frequently, how Duke, with a record of 26-8, and eight, and the champions of the ACC tournament can be a five seed, and how Texas, with a record of 26-8, and eight, and the champions of the Big 12 can be a two seed. And I'm not saying Texas shouldn't be a two, or even a one. I'm saying Duke should have been a three. Right? Are you with me on that? Well, I, the, the comparison I came up with was how does Duke beat UVA in the final of the ACC and become a five? And they're uh, four. And... and UVA is a four. Yes. I mean, not that there's a difference between a five and a four. It's just semantic, but it just that was that was strange. And yeah. I'm not some pro Duke Dukey. I just thought that that was weird. Yeah. All right, Alabama, Maryland, uh, Bama by a hundred. Yeah. Charleston, UVA. I have UVA. I, I just I mean, UVA can be hard to watch, but um, they're also really hard out. So I'll, I'll go. I'll go UVA. Creighton, Baylor. Um, Baylor. Utah State, Arizona. Arizona. That's it's so chalky. Gosh. It is. It is. One, two, three, four. That's yeah, that's what you got them all. Alabama, UVA. Uh, Bama. And Baylor, Arizona. I have Baylor just mostly because I'm like, well, how did I pick all chalk in this region? <laughs> yeah. And so Alabama against Baylor, you, I assume, have Alabama coming I out. have Alabama. I just, you know, I mean, so I'm going to be in Birmingham with Alabama, and, and that's such a weird story. I mean, you know, it would be... Alabama blew the doors off Maryland in 2019 in the second round of the tournament when Nate Oates was kind of on the rise. And now they're, like, fully established, but um, they've got this swirl of this, you know, did their star player bring a gun to a murder scene thing going on? Um, It's going to be hard to shake down there for sure. I don't think anybody is questioning Diddy. Right, exactly. I think he did. This is, and I can't emphasize this enough, there are two people who start on that team who are connected to, and I'm not saying guilty of anything, but who are connected to the fatal shooting of a young woman. And one of their teammates, now an ex-teammate, is one of the two people charged with the murder of that young woman. It's very tough to think that a school would just say, yeah, we're good. We're good. We'll keep playing. And yeah. Almost more than that, like Nate Oates said, well, we can't keep track of what they do outside of the basketball. Well, that's building. called that's control. That's called yeah. institutional control, kids. Absolutely. That's what it is. Okay. Purdue, Memphis. I have Memphis because yeah, I'm like you, Tony. I, I mean, I just, yeah, Zach Eady's a great player, but if they don't hit, you know, 24 footers, um, they, they've got problems. So I'll, I'll bet on Memphis there. Duke, Tennessee. Duke, and that's that's not such a pro Duke. Well, Duke is playing great. They're playing. They've yeah. gotten better over the course yeah. of the year. But Tennessee's beat up, and I think they're a little, little fraudulent. Providence, Kansas State. Uh, I have Providence. Um, so I went all chalk in the other region, and I'll I'll go essentially all upsets here. Okay, Michigan. You'll take Michigan State over Marquette. <clears throat> I don't. Okay. I don't. I, I like Marquette, um, and I. The, it sounded like I was developing a Big East bias. I don't really have one, but I, I do think Shaka Smart at that school with this team is um, they're they're a very very tough out. He's been to the Final Four before. It's a school nowhere near as good in basketball. Memphis Duke. Uh, I have Duke. And Providence Marquette. I have Marquette in a Big East matchup. Who wins? I have Marquette. Uh, I have Marquette to the Final Four, um, and that is a little bit of 
um, not getting caught up in how Duke is, has played over the last two weeks and a little bit more remembering that they were kind of flawed all year. They did not play up to their um, potential. And because, as I said, I, I think Marquette is genuine. They're very well coached. They have a more ex- – when was the last time you could say, like, a Duke opponent had a much more experienced coach? Right. Marquette has a much more experienced coach than, than John Shire. So I'll, I'll go Marquette. All right, Alabama Marquette. I have Bama to the title game. Okay, and Miami UCLA. I have UCLA over over Miami. Who's your national champion? My national champion is Mick Cronin's UCLA Bruins, uh, which would be the first time since 1996, I guess, probably. Um, With Herrick? Jim Herrick was the coach there, and yeah. Ed O'Bannon was the star. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's dating myself a little bit. But, I, you know... Did I did I dive into the bracket with the guiding principle that UCLA was going to be the national champion? I didn't. Um, I, I think the easy choice is Alabama because I, they probably have been the best team all year. But that that swirl around that program as this builds through the course of the tournament, I, I'm I'm I wonder what that's gonna how that's gonna wear on on Brandon Miller and 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 those kids. So at any point at any rate, I have uh, I have UCLA. Good luck with this. You don't have to be Pat Forty, but you have to be close. You have to be close. Okay? I, yeah, I don't hold your breath. Right. Thanks, Barry. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Barry's Raluga, boys and girls. We will come back with Greg Garcia. I'm not going to fill out any part of this bracket. Usually what I do is I automatically put the ones and the twos into at least the second round. Not with Greg. Not with Phil's mom. Not with Greg. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, this is Jamie Harris. Um, This is called Catch It Now. And this is from her 2018 debut album, Red Rescue. Both her 2018 record and her 2023 record, Boomerang Town, showcase the talent of an artist whose career at the moment is fully ascendant. That comes from Michael Granberry. That voice comes from Jamie Harris. Wow. Michael, if people like Jamie Harris or her friends want to send their music in, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at tonyquinizershow.com. How good is this? Just incredible. How good is this? I will be downloading this later yeah. today. Greg Garcia joins us now before we get his picks. I want to remind people, last year he picked Longwood, just so we know. He picked Longwood last year. Spoke at their graduation, right? Yeah, and, and it helped his career. And you're going to be interested in this. Um, I'm going to name drop a little bit because I've known this person for a long time because we are we lived in the same town for a while. Billy Crystal, a Long Beach boy, it was his birthday yesterday, his 75th birthday. And we put a little clip on the uh, show yesterday of Billy hitting batting practice at 75 years old. Reggie Smith is throwing batting practice at him. And so he was very happy that we did that. And he called and we had a nice little chat because I've known him to say hi a few times. And at one point, I mentioned you. And he said, oh, yeah, he's really funny. He's really in demand. Everybody likes him. Do you know Billy? Do you know him? Well, no. I, I, Billy, I got a call one day years ago that they said, Billy Crystal wants you to have a meeting with him. And I said, well, of course. When and where? I mean, what? what? Why? Yeah. And so we, um, we, we met at his office on the, on the uh, Fox lot. And uh, I couldn't figure out why I was there. We just started talking, and uh, of course, I brought you up, and uh, and and he spoke fondly of you, and we were laughing and telling stories. And then finally, I said, "Listen, what am I? Uh, what am I doing here?" <laughs> yeah. and, and he said, "You know, sometimes in my life, in my career, I just like to uh, figure out what I'm going to do next, and uh, and I uh, and I meet with people that uh, that I like." In respect, and I kind of asked him, what do, what do they think I should do? And I, he said, last time I did this, it was with Sidney Poitier. 
And I said, wow. you've fallen a long way. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten very far down the list. Um, but we talked about a few things, and I, I actually told him about the guest book project I was getting ready to do. And we had a lovely time, and we parted ways, and that was that. But it was, a, it was an amazing experience. I had a great afternoon. That's great. That's great. Yeah. He's still working at 75. He, he yeah. was in a Broadway show last year. Yeah. The Mr. Saturday Night. So anyway, all right, I thought that would make you happy, and I'm glad that it did. Let us start. I love it. We're going to the Midwest, the West, the East, and the South. Go ahead. In the, right. I'm not writing anything down until you tell me. Give, go right through the first round with me in the Houston bracket. I will, and I just have to say real quick that I'm nervous because a lot of people are trying to win the bracket. I think I have a shot, but I'm also trying to pull off the impossible. I'm going to challenge myself today and see if I can squeeze in every single title of the podcast from this year into this segment. It may seem, look, that may seem silly, but you know me. I'm going to joke just like Kirk's going to Kirk. Because come on, isn't that the name of the show? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Go ahead. We got, so we've got uh, upsets, Auburn, Drake, and Penn State because my friend Nancy went there. Hi, Nancy. (laughs) All right, so so you have Houston against Auburn at some point. You have Drake yeah. against Indiana at some point. Mm-hmm. You have Iowa State against Xavier, and you've got Penn State against Texas. Am I right on that? Yes. Okay. So then I have Houston advancing, Indiana, Iowa State, and Texas. Iowa State and Texas. Hello, Nancy. That's Nancy Serafini. That was her birthday. So I know what that is. Okay, Houston, Indiana. We got Houston, and we have Texas advancing with Texas going to the Final Four. Okay. So that, that is something that honestly will be wonderful, that game. That's in the state of Texas, I believe. Houston against Texas will be great. I think that would be great. Okay, let us go to the West region. Go ahead. First okay. round. Okay. So – uh, upsets. We have VCU. This is no uh, Birmingham versus Provo. VCU jumps <laughs> all over them like a, uh, early, like a big bunny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we have Boise State beating Wilbon against. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wilbon's team's out of their first round. Yeah. And then lastly, I got to say these kind of upsets only come around twenty to thirty years, but they do come along, and it's comet time. <laughs> UNC Asheville with the upset. Wow, that really is an upset. I mean, UCLA, yeah, a lot a of people one. have them winning. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. TC. So then, yeah. So then I got Kansas and VCU advancing. Okay. You got and VCU Gonzaga. beating UConn. Yeah, I got them beating. I like VCU. Okay. Then I got Gonzaga and Boise State advancing. Mm hmm. Uh, then I got Kansas and Gonzaga. With Gonzaga going to the Final Four. Gonzaga. Is it Gonzaga or Gonzaga? You say Gonzaga. I say Gonzaga. (laughs) You say say Larinaga. I say Larinaga. These things happen. These things happen. Okay. So you have Gonzaga in the Final Four. Okay, let's go to the East. Yeah, the East. So I got chalk in the first round for East. So you got Purdue. You got Memphis. You got Duke. You've got Tennessee. You've got Kentucky, you've got Kansas State, you've got Michigan State, and you've got Marquette, yes? Absolutely. Okay. And I have Purdue beating Memphis. Uh-huh. Now, see, now I got Tennessee beating Duke because it's just, I'm doing that to support Spike Braun's girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what is this? What is this kid doing at 17 years old? He's miraculously dating a girl in college. Yeah, and just... he's going against her school in the second round? Spike, as a guy who's been married over 25 years, little advice. There are bigger things than winning the bracket. Come on. <laughs> okay. All right. Hope Spike's then listening. I got Kansas, then I got Kansas State right. uh, over Kentucky, and I got Marquette. Okay, and then? Well, now again, I'm going. I'm going with Peyton, Spike's girlfriend. Uh, I'm going with her, uh, Tennessee over right. Purdue. Right. By the way, if things don't work out, let me just say I have three sons. Right? <laughs> granted, <laughs> granted, one might be too young for her, and one might be too gay for her, but still. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Then we got Kansas State, and then we got Tennessee going to the Final Four. Wow, Tennessee in the Final Four. 
Okay. And let's go to the south, the Alabama region. All right. A lot of upsets in the south. Okay, we got WVU. I like WVU because they used to ride the bus with me on the way to Frostburg. The Terps, they don't ride the bus. I'm going WVU. Okay. Um, then I'm going Charleston. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going for the first time in the tourney since 1980. Look out for the Furman, have gun, will travel, Paladin. Okay, okay. And then we got NC State. And then, okay, all right, here we go, Tony. Call me a homer, but right down the road from my second home, there's a little school named UCSB. And the fact that they're only 14 seed is ridiculous. That's Frostburg, Matt. <laughs> they have paid head coach Joe Pasternak a gazoodle of money to whip this team into shape and get them into the second round for the first time since 1990. That's a long time, even on the Carvillian calendar. <laughs> even if you're in the 70 to dead, dead demo, you don't have to be facile with the Internet to do a quick search of the roster to see that this team has a shot to be this year's Cinderella. In the first game, let's focus on Josh, Pierre, Lewis, 6'4", guard, nicknamed Skip, favorite novel is Of Mice and Men. His favorite TV show is Hoops, which is a filthy cartoon on Netflix created by a buddy of mine. Look for Josh to take it to the hoops. USC takes out, UCSB takes out Baylor. Well, who said yesterday it's the most beautiful, Chuck Todd said, yes. it's the most yes. beautiful school in America. You, you see, is it that beautiful? Greg, is it's it that gorgeous? Cool? I ride my bike through it all the time. It's gorgeous. Oh, wow. Okay, so do you have, beyond them, Missouri? Missouri and Arizona, two chalks there. Okay. Okay, Alabama, West Virginia. I got Alabama. Charleston Furman. I'm sticking with Furman. Pete Creedon is a graduate of Furman, right, Michael? Didn't Pete go to Furman? Brad Faxon went to Furman. Tom Jones, not that Tom Jones, went to Furman. Okay, go ahead. uh, NC State, UCSB. Okay, look, I see two players stealing the show for UCSB in this one. Let me introduce you to Jackoff Kukic, and a six four, a 6'10 forward out of Croatia. His favorite TV show is Friends. Look for him to pair up on the court with David Pickle, 6'10 forward out of Seattle. He's the son of Anne Marie and Michael Pickle. You're oh, yeah? going to hear a lot of jag off the pickles before the night is through. This <laughs> will be one for the ages. I'll be watching this game with a sundrop soda and a chicken biscuit. <laughs> UCSC takes down NC State. Okay. So you, got it. you must have most of them in by now. Missouri, Arizona. Okay, Missouri, Arizona. Uh, where's Missouri? Missouri, no. Oh, Missouri, Missouri. I got Missouri winning that one. Okay, Missouri beating Arizona. Yeah. Okay, so Alabama, Furman. Uh, Alabama advances. Okay, and your favorite school, UCSB against Missouri. Look, they got a tough one here, all right? This is going to be harder than wrangling Chessie, but these kids are Philly tough, and none are tougher than R.J. Sonny, 6'3 guard. His favorite novel is The Alchemist. One of his favorite TV shows is Black Mirror, and that mirror will reflect a win as UCSB takes down Alabama in a stunner. That would be a stunner. They're in the final four. Okay, here we go. On the right side, Texas Gonzaga to get to the final game. Texas, Gonzaga, we've got Texas going to the final game. And UCSB, who cannot be denied against Tennessee, the end of Spike Braun's girlfriend. <laughs> Tennessee's a good team, and on paper, UCSB is outmatched. But are the Gauchos overwhelmed? No, they are simply whelmed. <laughs> and no one is simpler whelmed than Calvin Wishart, 6'2 guard, played cello for three years in high school, played drums for his church while growing up. Impractical Jokers is his favorite show, but Calvin won't be in a joking mood when UCSB takes down the Vols. Spike, send some sympathy flowers to your gal Peyton. It's going to be a heartbreaker. And then in the final game that no one expects, University of California, Santa Barbara with Texas. No one saw this one coming, Tony. Except you. Now, this is a yeah, except <laughs> me. It's a big game. UCSB versus Texas. And from where most people sit, this is a blowout. But like you in a swimming pool, Tony, I'm a stander. <laughs> and maybe I'm down an eyeball, but I see things from a different angle. I see Texas being too confident, celebrating early with a team meal in Houston at a restaurant that boasts a one-star review on Yelp, the thick chick. And let me tell you something, just before tip-off, 
Those spicy buffalo sandwiches they've feasted on are not sitting well. Let's just say it severely affects their defecatory behavior. (laughs) They run out of toilet paper and start grabbing anything they can find. I'll spare you the sock story because I respect wool, but let's just say they really tested their trust in gold toe. They're dehydrated, drinking apple juice by the gallon. People are yelling, more mutts! The poor trainer's running around with a bag and a belt, screaming, don't bring me into this. He doesn't have any Pepto-Bismol. It's cold and flu season, and all he packed was the Tussin. I mean, talk about lunch and learn. All they keep down is Melbatos. But in the UCSB locker room, these bathrooms are clean. Texas can barely crawl to the court, but for UCSB, everyone steps up, but no one steps up higher than the unlikely hero, Coach Keith Tom. 6'10 freshman out of South Sudan. The man has 13 siblings. 13. They have enough kids to play full court ball against each other with two refs and still have one left over to sell popcorn in the stand. <laughs> Coach's favorite writer is Shakespeare, and his favorite novel is, Tony, you can't make this step up. His favorite novel is listed as Cinderella. <laughs> Coach. Hits a buzzer beater to win the game and close the book on Texas. UCSB 32, Texas 31. UCSB wins the national championship. Unbelievable. <laughs> Great job out of you. I, you know, it's a small, small gift to be able to put all of those in, in, a, in a particular bracket thing. But you've got that gift. I'm grateful. Tony. Yeah. Tony, I worked harder on this yesterday than I've ever worked on any television <laughs> show in my life. Uh, just, it's brilliant. It's totally brilliant. Totally brilliant. Uh, and the, I'm, I'm so happy about that Billy Crystal story. That's oh, wonderful. It was, it was one of the highlights of my life. And it was one of those things, too, that like you, one day, like you, you all of a sudden I'm driving the car and I'm like, did that happen? Yeah. Did Billy Crystal summoned me? To no, the I mean, in the and old days, to- what we would have said is that's affirmation, Holmes. Yeah. Because it is. Yeah. Yeah, and here's here's the one thing I'll say about him, too, before before I get off. As you work in this business more and more, look, people are funny, people are talented, you meet all those people, but way more important is, like, who's nice? Who's nice? Who's nice to work with? And I've had people that work with him, and they can't say enough nice things about that guy. And that, to me, is way more important than everything else. He was, he was amazing. I've, I've always, you know, I've had limited encounters, and he's always been really nice and... and... I did a big profile of him so long ago that it was for Life magazine. It was the time that he was just about to host the Oscars for the first time. And we had a connection, obviously, because we were from, you know, Long Island and we knew all the same people. And I literally lived around the corner from his brother, Joel, in Long Beach. He had left by then. But over the years, every single time we have any sort of an encounter, he could not be nicer. Really, you're right. Yeah. He's just a a nice man. Thank you, Greg, as always. Thank you, and, I, and now I have to explain to a lot of angry people in pajamas in my kitchen why the bell was going on. <laughs> so take care. Thanks, Greg. Greg Garcia, right. boys and girls, fabulous. We'll take a break. We'll have email and jingle when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Here comes Tony's mailbag. Got your emails, faxes, and your notes. Here comes Tony's mailbag. We're gonna read some for all of you folks. Love David Dalabrito. We enjoy that every time it's played. We you do. want to do the Bethesda Bagel end? Yes, Bethesda Bagels. We love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in and you will be thrilled. That'll do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, oh, you can dance. You can jive. Having the time of your life. See that girl. Watch that scene. Digging the dancing queen. That's ABBA. Everybody hates ABBA but me. I they're don't fun. hate ABBA. They're fun. Yeah, they're pop music. They're total fun. You like I've the movie? S- I've seen the movie. with. I do with Meryl Streep. I've liked the movie. Oh, Mamma Mia, yeah. I've That's liked fun. the movie. It's I, fun. You know, Here I go again. I have to say, <laughs> you know, what can I tell you? I found ABBA okay. I think not great. I think okay. most people would agree with that. They may not want to admit it publicly, but yeah. if you press them, they would say... A yeah. secret pleasure. Yeah. ABBA. Thanks to our guests today, Pat Forty, Barry's Verluga, Greg Garcia, of course, Greg. 
Thanks as well to today's sponsors, <laughs> Trade Coffee, Grammarly Liquid IV. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple, please leave us a review. Final day to join Tony Kornheiser Show 2023 for the ESPN Tournament Bracket Challenge. Passcode Tony K. Again, you're playing for a size 42 long. Oh, yeah. And if we like the second place finisher... There's another 42 long available. We have not taken pictures of it yet. And what's third place? There may be... You're fired. fired. <laughs> <clears throat> Here's the email. Hey, guys. There are a few things that I consider highlights of my life. One, drinking my morning coffee. Two, binge-watching my favorite shows. Three, running into my boy Michael Kornheiser a couple of weeks ago. I'm a huge Tony fan growing up here and cheering on the bandwagon from years ago. I'll make this kind of short so that... My lack of formal education doesn't hurt me none, as Paul Simon would say. Doesn't become too apparent in this email. I mean, doesn't everyone take consumer math 11 years in a row? I'd love to put my bid in for your bracket contest, but not sure the next step in doing so. But if you need another participant, I'm ready. I have a couple of five-star first-round locks for the money-making listeners of your show, too. Thanks to the love shown on your show, and it means a lot since I'm a huge fan of the whole crew. Your friend Eric, a.k.a. The Great zucchini this is everything i almost woke the kids up when this came through the mailbag last night nigel sent it to me i screen grabbed it sent it out to liz i'm i'm still a buzz so yeah. tell him how he can get on you know do you just said forget that, right? the just, regular bracket he's no, going straight to the top of the bigs okay. and i will yeah. edit right. everything to make sure that he comes out on top all right from jeff bartlett as long as he teaches me how to do that trick with the wand jeff bartlett pittsburgh pennsylvania Third time, long time. Glad to hear we're still playing the one-in-a-million game and haven't completely abandoned it in favor of defecatory behavior stories. Here's my story. Defecatory. The person who I was related to by marriage had a client who invited us to be his guest at a Pittsburgh Penguins game in a corporate suite. At the last minute, he said he had two extra tickets and did we want to bring anyone else. I asked my parents, who were happy to join us. We get to the game, enter the suite, meet our host and his wife, and my then-wife introduced me and my parents. My ex-wife and client then head off to talk business. My dad and I were watching the warm-ups, and my mother started talking with the client's wife as they were of a similar age. I could overhear their conversation when something like this. Client's wife, you from Pittsburgh? My mother said, uh, grew up in Brookline. Not the Brookline of Massachusetts. Brookline, a suburb of right. Pittsburgh. Client's wife, really? I did too. What street? My mother, Oak Street. Client's wife, so did I. My mother, what is your maiden name? Client's wife, Jones. My mother, wait, you're Maria Jones. It's me, Carol Carl. Client's wife screaming, <laughs> oh my God, how are you? <laughs> By now, everyone is watching this reunion wondering how on earth these two apparent strangers know each other. My mother's father passed away at a young age, wanting to keep my mother and her brother in the same school, but unable to keep the house. Her mother, my grandmother, found the top of a duplex nearby for rent. And who owned that duplex and lived on the bottom? You guessed it, Maria and her parents. The two hadn't seen each other in over 40 years. Can't make this stuff up. From Alex Tineo, or Tineo, who we know very well over the years from Martinsburg, West Virginia. That's right, West Virginia, yes. I'm about to win this thing. You got the coat in a 50 regular? <laughs> I can take it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll be checking the back, see what we've got. Yeah, let's see what we've got. Um, from David Thibodeau. The right arm's just a little longer than the left. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, from David Thibodeau. So you respect thick wool, huh? How do you feel about Robert Wool? That's funny. <laughs> Edith Salizzle at Cheesery. Um, yeah, I'm wearing the wool. It is cold here. It is in Washington. Very cold. It's in the high 20s, low 30s. It's very, very windy. For the second day in a row, I'm wearing this Brooks Brothers wool sweater, and I'm happy with that. From Brian in Raleigh, North Carolina. My child, a feminine child, has been reminding me to fill out my March Madness bracket since February. She's not into sports at all, but loves to compete in the bracket challenges. This gives me joy from the bottom of my heart. Last time I emailed you, you got upset that I didn't mention her name, so I better do that. Her name is Kennedy, and she is my pride and joy. I'm not in a position where I can send you a big box of that, but I do work for Google, so the next time you fire up your Google machine, you're welcome. From Paul Wade in Columbia, Missouri. My sister posted on Facebook that her daughter, my niece, took about 30 minutes to write a five-paragraph essay on volcanologists, the dangers they face on the job, and the tools they use to keep themselves safe. It was my David Aldridge moment. I thought, hey, I know that field of study. Well, I don't know anything about it, but I know it exists. Sadly, my uncle knows that this field exists due to a sports podcast based in our nation's capital city made it into zero paragraphs. P.S. Don't read my name on the air because I went against Carville a few too many times, so I faked my death to get my bookie off my tail. <laughs> Poor way. Surprised they didn't cite TK show at all. Hmm. Yeah. James Snow, Herndon, Virginia. My VCU Rams got into the big dance and they're playing in Albany, New York. I live in Herndon, Virginia. Is it worth a drive? What are your thoughts on Albany? Do be brief. I hate the school. The school is a rival, and, you know, so I hate the school. But Albany's a lovely city. Now, it's really cold. Yeah, and probably They're very snowy. snow. Yeah. They're getting snow. From Herndon, Virginia, 
five hours, six hours. Yeah. It's got to be six hours. You got to go to New York City and then straight up the thruway to Albany for about 150 miles. Five and a half, six hours is what I'm thinking. But it's a lovely gym. It is. I got this a couple of weeks ago. Um, apparently, Harper College or Binghamton was playing against George Washington in baseball in the freezing cold. You might get to see one of your youngest longtime fans go up against your alma mater. Alexander Native, six foot four Southport, George Washington freshman, Reese Crochet or Crotchet, C R O C H E T, my son, no relation to White Sox pitcher Garrett Crotchet or Crochet, but related to me through a direct bloodline, Reese, not Garrett. Throws in the mid-80s, the speed, not the decade, with a devastating slider, averaging 27 strikeouts per nine innings after facing four batters through 11 games so far this season. So he struck everybody out, is what he's saying. Reese Nats could five- use someone like that. Yeah. <laughs> Kate Cavalli came out yesterday. Reese was five years old in 2009 when he first saw the great Zucchini. He was a relief pitcher for the 2022 Cal Ripken Summer Wood Bat League champion Alexandria Aces, captain of the non-champion Alexandria City High School Baseball Titans class of 22, and he's been a listener to the podcast for years. He has no idea that Chuck Todd and James Carville are respected political commentators. <laughs> he knows them only as degenerate gamblers. He even nicknamed our boy, T-Boy Latchley. <laughs> our dog, rather. Our dog, T-Boy Latchley. The games are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I'm sorry I missed it. Uh, and as much as I liked my school, and we we're a good baseball schools because yeah. somebody donated an awful lot of money for a baseball field. I don't know how that turned out. Nick Gunn, Lake Placid, New York. I know Lake Placid. I have two extra tickets to the Bruce Springsteen concert in Syracuse on September 7th, just two days after the Syracuse Mets Lachiserie Night Part 2. They aren't exactly rubbing shoulders with John Kelly's seats, but please tell Liz and Sansy that I'll leave the seats at the will call for them. Uh, Dusty, Hazelhurst, Georgia. All this Hoka talk made me want to share this nugget for any and all high school coaches out there. Hoka sponsors a program that calls for high school students to run a timed two-mile run. Then the coaches upload their runner's times to the Hoka Post Nationals, and a few weeks later, Hoka will send the coach a promo code for a free pair. I've personally been getting free Hokas for five years now. Thanks, kids. So the coaches get it, but not necessarily the kids. Should I get involved in the Hoka thing? I could make that call. You know, I could make that call. If you want to switch from New Balance. Um, no, see- I love New Balance. Yeah, you're New but Balance I'd like guy. To ch- what do you think, Michael? Uh, you're double dipping back into this, Dad. You're, you're uh, breaking uh, relationships. Don't want to do that. I'm going to get a pair of Hokas from Michael, though. Oh, no, you, you said go. you Size would, 11 and a half. You said you were, and then you didn't. So it's okay. Size 11 no, and a half. You, you Somebody out there who's a Hoka dealer. Choice. I could buy my own shoes. Size 11 and a half. You can buy them because of my inheritance to you. Let's get you free shoes. From Jeff Heisen in Silver Spring, Maryland. Number six on the Chuck and Roxy show. Six. Ooh, top Everybody five. eat it except for the top five. He's in the top 20. <laughs> Brandon Costello. My Chuck and Roxy number is 145. I'm one ahead of the great zucchini at 146, which is pretty much top 20. <laughs> if you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and, and boom goes the dynamite. Love is gonna come again Maybe when you're not quite looking Maybe tonight, my friend Maybe when you're driving Love will call and you will fall Into a place you never thought you could fit in Love is gonna come again No, you don't believe me yet Stuck inside your head Wonder what you could have said In that bed Love will find you And remind you of the things You thought you'd give up feeling Love is gonna come again I know it hurts
Lying in your sheets alone Hiding from your telephone As it echoes through your empty home No way of knowing If you'll have anything close to what you had Then Love is gonna come Catching that, I've 
been waiting for so long For someone to show me Hey, where I'm gonna go catch a nap 